Can you imagine your wedding day yet? Can you imagine how all the planning you're doing, the hours of work, the money you're spending, how it will all come together? It's probably a little bit blurry. Now, fast forward 10, 20 years later when you sit down to watch your wedding video. Photos look nice on your wall or in an album, but without video, you have no way to actually relive the day years later. So last year on my 21st wedding anniversary, I watched our wedding video and I cried seeing my grandmother, who's since passed away, grab my face, tell me how much she loved me and kiss me on the forehead. A wedding video isn't just a recording. It's a time machine that takes you back to those moments that truly matter. And that is why I'm happy to welcome Shutter and Sound Films as a sponsor of this podcast. Shutter and Sound is a very small group of filmmakers dedicated to turning your big day into a work of art. No matter where you are on the East Coast, they've got you covered. So when you inquire with Shutter and Sound, be sure you mention you heard them on the Big Wedding Planning Podcast because they will include an Instagram clip to your package for free. And that's a $150 value. So check them out on the web at shutterandsound.com. That's shutterandsound.com. Thank you, Shutter and Sound. Hey there, this is Michelle. Just a quick note to say that if you are hearing this, you are not currently on our subscriber feed and will only be hearing the first part of this episode. In order to access full episodes of the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you are listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes, plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you like what we're doing here, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just two wedding planners tearing it up. Listen. Learn. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, a show for anyone involved in planning a wedding. We want you to learn something valuable and be entertained. At the same time, my name is Michelle Martinez. And I'm Christy Matthews. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us on this lovely episode. All about design. Design. It's the fun part, right? 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 It's supposed to be. I mean... (laughs) You pick some colors, you tie some bows, boom. Yeah. You know... It's easy. Not for many people. It is so daunting, so stressful. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to know where to begin. We've talked about design in so many different ways. You know, we've talked about how Pinterest can either save you or, you know, just 
throw you you and drown you and, you know, make you want to pull the covers up over your head and turn off the lights and say, that's it. Uh, (laughs) Josh Spiegel and Birch events is, is amazing. And it's, it's like, he's working on multi million dollar weddings. Okay. But what was really awesome about when I talked to him, Christy, is he's like, you know, you don't have to have a multi-million dollar wedding budget. Like there are some very simple kind of, you know, um, ideas behind having a solid design for your wedding. That cross all budgets across the spectrum. These ideas will help guide you. Yeah. Like he's literally having to come up with this amazing, magnificent, like crazy over the top ideas, which he has an entire team to help him do. But it's like if you gave him, you know, an hour and a, <laughs> a, a spray paint or whatever it is, or, you know, sent him out to thrift stores or whatever, it was, like he would put something together on a dime. And I think that's what made this episode kind of magical. And I feel like everybody listening is going to really love this is because there's some awesome hacks and takeaways that is for any budget, any budget. Yeah. He kind of talks about like his go-to starting points, right? Absolutely. Like where you would start for anything. And then here's how you get there. Yeah. Because when, when his PR people reached out, I was like, I just like, is this realistic? Is this going to be a realistic guest for, for everybody? And it turns out, yeah, he delivered. It was, it was awesome. And I really still want us to do that New York trip and go and have fun with New York people. And he would be one He'd of be them. on the list. Oh he made the list. yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Awesome. Well, I'm excited about the episode. I like any episodes that, of course, our listeners can have takeaways from. But it's also really cool to hear from professionals that are doing the big, giant, over-the-top, crazy budget events because they distill things down to doesn't matter what the money is. There are still challenges. There are still hacks. There are still best practices. So I'm sure he'll have all of that for us. Yes. So enjoy this episode. Be sure to check out show notes for links. Uh, clearly, I mean, you know, the, the Instagram for Birch event designs is, you know, insane. Amaze. Um, and Josh is just lovely. So thank you again, Josh, for spending an hour and change with me on this interview and, and giving these great ideas to, to our listeners. And uh, yeah, let's, let's dive into the deep end here. Let's get into design. Here we go. Hi guys. My name is Josh Siegel, creative director and president at Birch Event Design, a full luxury event design and production company located in New York, but throughout the entire country and beyond. And I am I'm unapologetically me 100% of the time. Oh, I love that. That mm. means you can be however. Anyone I want to be, yeah. whenever I want to be it. Exactly. Yes. Sasha Fierce. And I think because well, you're a designer, 
you're allowed to do that. You know what I mean? Because I mean, not that no, none of us are allowed to do that, but being a designer and people paying you to do what you're so freaking brilliant at, they're like, okay, okay, Josh, just, just do it, please. I don't care. It's fine that you called me an asshole. I I'm, I'm fine with it. (laughs) Just, Just do it. As if I would ever, but I did have a client today who was like stressing out, you know, her wedding's coming up in December. And she says to me, uh, you know, I really need a little bit more attention. I'm like, I told you when we met that we're going through a chaotic time right now in our industry. We're very, we're stretched very thin, uh, just in general. We'll get to it and it's going to be incredible. And she goes, listen, I know that, you know, my wedding's December 13th. And, and if I, if you call me December 10th and show me the proposal, I'm going to love it. And I'm not going to have to make any changes, but she goes, just for my peace of mind, I just want to know where we are. And I'm like, listen, you deserve that. And then some, we're here, we're a service-based company. That's what we do. You know, the service process is just as important as the result, if not more so to us. I think a lot of people can make pretty parties. I don't think a lot of people can make pretty parties with a pretty process and make it fun and enjoyable and sort of like, you know, entertaining as the fun part of the fun part of planning an event. Um, But I told her, I'm like, just, we need to bear with the times and we're trying very hard to get back to everyone ASAP. It and is, she was she was yeah. great with that. Yeah. And Managing we are trying. Yeah, we're trying so hard with the podcast to really convey that message for all of our fellow wedding professionals, event planners, event design, everybody out there working on live events. We are we are really trying to convey that message to listeners because this is what it is. We are in a wedding boom. Events, oh my, live events boom. It's, a, it's a live events boom right now. And honestly, I would tell everyone, take the permission. I'm giving you the permission to give yourself the permission to tell your clients what to expect. But I just say, don't miss that deadline. So if you do tell your client, normally it will take two weeks to get back to you. Um, I need four weeks and they accept it and stick to it. They're going to call you three times between now and then just keep reminding them. I told you, but I will not miss the deadline. It's on my mind. It's on my plate. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to get it back to you, but I needed those four weeks. And I told it to you up front because because as much as I want to tell you what you want to hear, I need to tell you what we're able to do. Right. Um, and I think that's a huge, a huge point of relief for people when they have that kind of expectation set up for them. So I tell everyone, just do it, put it out there, roll with it and, and make it very known. Don't do it in like a passive way. Be very forward about it and just be right. like, this is what you need uh, in order for us to be successful. Yeah. And in turn, you know, telling those, those clients out there that, this is not the norm. No. So, so Josh, you're a designer. I'm a designer, um, yeah. And you are not a planner. You, 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 are, nope. you are not in any shape, way, shape, or form trying to plan an entire wedding for, for anyone or event. I mean, in our case, we're talking to mostly people planning weddings. I know that you design all sorts of events. Sure. Um, we, could talk, we could talk wedding. It's cool. I love we weddings. Weddings are, weddings are my heart, so we're good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Okay, good. Then you're on the right show. Okay, good. So um, that being said, you are someone who designs like multi-million dollar weddings. weddings. Yeah. I mean, we do, we do all different, all different ranges, but for the most part, we're in the luxury market. And well, I guess in all of the parts, we're in the luxury market, mm-hmm. um, which are very blessed to be a part of that. And our world is consists of some people who, you know, consisting of some people who are obsessed with making sure everyone sees every dollar they spend. And then it's also filled with, you know, the clients that don't want anyone to know they've spent any money, but mm. want the quality to be so refined that the people who get it, get it. And people who don't get it just think they showed up 
to a pretty party. And then maybe, just maybe, the venue that they're walking to do exists exactly the way that we've created it to look. So we have like this, uh, this really cool balance of clients. So we get the opportunity to really create and design in different ways, which is a true blessing for us. What's your favorite way to design? Honestly, yeah, I love when someone has no idea if we put it there or if it belongs there. I have, I'm obsessed with that. I think yeah. that to me is by far the biggest compliment is that something looks so permanent that it's questionable whether or not we actually put it there. And that to me is like, wow, okay, mission accomplished. Why would somebody choose a venue? This just occurred to me. You uh, know, like go for it. so many of our our listeners ha- have a minuscule amount of money compared to the budgets you're working with. And we'll get, we'll get to the reason that you're you're here and and you'll talk to them, but it's, it just occurred to me that people spend so much energy and thought in finding a venue. Right. And it would, it seems almost like crazy to me to think like, okay, we, we want this venue. We love it so much, but we want you to go in there and change the entire room. (laughs) It happens all the time. Okay. So here's the situation. Let me tell you, there's a few different people and there's someone who wants the name of the venue on their invitation. Mm. That's one thing. There's somebody who's just like, it's convenient for them because it's local to their home and it can host the amount of people that they're, that they're trying to get into their event. And a lot of times that's what happens. They end up settling for a location because of the size or availability. And then their answer is always, or their mom's answer is always, don't worry, dear. We'll, uh, we'll cover it. Yeah. It'll be amazing. You know, yeah. Yeah. But, um, ultimately I, it's very hard for someone to find exactly what they're looking for. So yeah. they always find what makes sense overall. And then adding the aesthetics is always the easy part. Are you ever involved in choosing venues? I am. I am quite a bit. But you know what's interesting? Because of the way that I guess social media works these days, there's a there's sort of a sort of a role flip in a many different ways. In the in the sense of like we're the we're a lot of the times the first phone call. Mm. Whether they could afford to use us, whether they can use us, whether they want to use us, they've following us on Instagram for a long time. They're we are what they're considering their resource for, you know, event um anything. So they just call us up and they're like, hey. We saw this amazing wedding you did at this venue last week. We got engaged last night. What's the next step? Can you plan our wedding? And I'm like, well, here's the dream team that I would love to work with. Here's the planner that I think is amazing. Um, and I do my best to to sort of push it out to what I think makes the most sense for the client. Sometimes I can't do that at all. But um, a lot of our clients do ask our opinions on a lot of things because what we do really does affect and gets affected by whatever decision they make regarding venue. Do you ever work on weddings if there isn't a planner? Oh, yeah. Plenty. Yeah? Definitely a different world. Um, but yeah, we do it a lot. Oh, a interesting. Lot. Interesting. Okay. I would think you'd be like, I don't want to deal with this if there isn't a planner because it no, may, probably makes no. life a little easier. Yeah. Having a planner is amazing. I'm a big planner fan. You know, mm-hmm. like the more, you know, the greater the planner, the better it is for, for us. It's easier for us. However, a lot of our clients don't have it because they immediately – you think that they are planners and they can handle it. They're just going to handle a day of a month of or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I'm always looking for. Someone needs to coordinate the day of or the month of. So I don't have to be worried about like the seating and stuff. Cause it's not really my jam. Usually those are the clients that like take a step back and say, I have the venue. I have the photographer. I have the caterer. I have the band. I have the music. I have the sound. I have all those people lined up. I have you. I don't worry about like the stationary and, the details and the, you know, place cards and, you know, all the day of stuff of running the timeline. 
with someone closer to the time. And I'm like, that's great. Works for us. Give us a, a quick kind of a synopsis of how you got into this field. Like how the hell did you become oh, an event totally, designer? Totally by accident. Yeah. So I, you know, for, for those that don't know our story, my story, I guess I, I got married super young. Uh, I was 19 years old and it was, yeah, I married my high school sweetheart. My father-in-law did not want me to marry her. Did not want me to date her anymore. He asked me to break up with her. So instead of breaking up, I proposed because I'm like, now you can't do anything about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we both didn't really have any money at all. So I needed to make a living. My dad does did and does balloons till today. He had a balloon shop and selling like huge tchotchkes. So my mother-in-law was like, why don't you do flowers? Flowers go so well with balloons. So I started doing flowers out of my balloon shop, just a kid out of high school. Um, not a lot of people came to the store. So we ended up hitting the streets and selling, you know, bouquets on the streets like anyone else just to make Where you know, was 10 this? bucks or, or five bucks. Uh, was in this? Bar Park in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn New York. Okay. And then, you know, over time, people just kept saying to me, hey, can you come to my house instead of me come to you? And, you know, we'd rather you come to us, fill our vases. And like I, I said the joke, like back then, I had no idea what luxury was. I, I wasn't cultured at all. And I just like, I would be messing around with like Lalique and Baccarat vases and I had no idea what they were. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like messing around with these five to $8,000 vases and, and like filling them with flowers every week as a clueless kid, just messing around and playing. My dad gave me the best piece of advice. He says, you know, beauty's art and art isn't for everyone. So if you just go to work every day and you play, create your art, some people will love it. And the ones that love it will purchase it. And the ones that don't will walk by you. And that's okay. So I just started approaching every conversation and every opportunity with that mindset. And one door just opened the next and opened the next and opened the next. And I said yes to every single one. And years later, after much trial and tribulation, much debt, much craziness, much learning how to become a businessman, much learning how to run a company, much learning how to, you know, take something and make it profitable and making tons of mistakes in my personal life and in my business life, I am proud to say that I survived it all. And, um, and Birch is flourishing and it's an unbelievable, humbling, incredible, even as I'm saying it now, I'm like, holy, holy shit, what am I saying? This is yeah. so cool. Um, but that's how I'm here today. I just, I just said yes. And I allowed my mind and I allowed myself to hear everything that the client was saying they wanted. I listened, I internalized it and in return put out art that they respected. And that eventually put us, put us where we are. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really awesome and inspiring. Good for you. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. How many years ago was that that you were 15? Okay. okay, it was 15 years. I was a, I did my own floor, the flowers for like nine, nine of those 15 years. Nice. Me sticking in the flowers and bouquets. Making do you still habit. do flowers or are you like for myself at my house and like stuff like that? But I'm more macro now than I yeah. was. You're designing, you're, you're designing, uh, probably structures and like tablescapes and like experience. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to experience something when you walk into the room, I want everything to like sort of say something to you. So the flowers, what used to be predominantly my, my core, which is, it's still my core, but it used to be predominantly my event was just the flowers. Now the flowers are meant to be the icing on the cake and the cherry on top of that and all the toppings that come along with it. So, mm. but the cake itself needs to be made out of something beautiful and interesting and sort of, um, you know, very intentional. The design has to be intentional and, and inspiring. Mm. 
And then we could go ahead and we could layer that on with beautiful flowers. And then, you know, sometimes we go crazy with it and it takes, it takes the picture. And sometimes it's just a big, beautiful accent. Do you, when you're designing, how do you, how do you design for the couple? I mean, how do you design or do you, maybe I shouldn't assume that you do uh, design in a way where the wedding is representative of the two people getting married or do they give a shit about that? (laughs) I think everyone does give a shit about that. I think for us, what I always tell my team is when the clients there listen to what they're saying, by listening to what they're saying, you'll see what a person needs as opposed to what they want. So we tackle the needs first and then we go to the wants um, and then we add our layer of craziness on top of that. But we always say that our events are, are unapologetically you. Mm. They are all about you. We lose sleep over you. We want it. To, I want people to walk in and say, oh, that's so them. Yes. Not that's not that so Birch. Okay. What I think Birch brings to the table is a really beautiful finesse and edit that, you know, besides for the process, which is something that we preach about all the time, that the process of going through design and florals and, and you know, experiences for your wedding needs to be just as fun and creative as the actual event. Because I always say pretty parties are easy to create, pretty experiences are not. So for me, the experience is the process getting to the event. I always know the event is going to be successful, even if it's not exactly what it should have been because of whatever reason, it's always going to be beautiful. And the person who didn't know that's the most beautiful thing they've ever seen. So there's no, there's never in our line of work a time where you could put two weddings side by side with the same group of people, with the same venue, with the same, you know, linen, same flowers at the same time. You know, this is impossible to do that. So you'll never have to recreate that. So there's no way to really compare it to anything else. Bringing those multi-million dollar weddings, right? Yes. And, and thinking about someone listening right now. Yeah. And they have, this person has a wedding budget of, let's say, 10, maybe $15,000. Don't, don't walk away, Josh. Don't walk away. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm very with you. I'm sure when you were 19, you worked on uh, these types of weddings. I thought about, I, I worked on it until I was 32. And yeah. I still work on it until today because everyone calls and everyone, yeah, I'm with you. Keep going. Okay. I'm right here. I'm All present. Right. So, so. Thinking in terms of a lower budget, a much, much lower budget, but but getting some 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 of those elements, right? That when somebody walks into the room, they're like, ah, oh. I mean, design is supposed to be the fun part, right? But for so many people, it is just absolutely like they, they rack their brains. They don't know how to do it. They don't know where to begin. They've got these crazy Pinterest boards that, that don't, they're oh like, gosh. what is this idea? What I like too many things. Like, how do I even like implement one of these things with my little budget, you know, or, and for them, it's, that's a big budget. Any amount of money, we always say that any amount of money you're spending on your wedding, that is your budget. And to you, that's a lot of money. Always. Um, I'm with you on that. I want to, I want you to change your, your, your thought process here a bit and see about, let's say you were designing a wedding for somebody who said, Josh, I've got, you know, $1,200 for design. And, and to a lot of people listening right now, they don't even have that, Josh. But like, let's say, right. let's say, let's just say, let's just say, um, what, what would you do? 
Like it's a design challenge. Like it's a frigging, uh, you know, reality show right now. We have to run to, you know, the, the strip mall and, you know, design this one. And way. make it happen. And make it happen. <laughs> we I'm, should do I'm a show you. like that, by the way. We should by do the way, I would, I would 100% lose that show. Yeah. But <laughs> it's funny. I actually said that yesterday. We had a sample to design up for like, for someone and and they were coming so early and I was pressuring my designers. I'm like, imagine you're on a reality TV show. You got 45 minutes to impress yes. the judges. Go yes. and like make us proud. And it was really, it was a fun challenge. So I'm going to accept this okay. and I'm going to roll with my rule of thumb. Okay. Whatever you do, do in the masses. Meaning I don't care that it's a 99 cents item. If you have $1,200 and you find an item that's 99 cents, mm. let's just say it's a party hat something really random and very inexpensive, probably a quarter or 50 cents, get, get 2,400 of them, mm. do them in stacks, throw a candle in each one and you'll have something incredible because anything in abundance is wow. You want to create the wow it needs to be full. It needs to be, it needs to be really, it has to be a statement. It doesn't have to be the most creative. It doesn't have to be made of the most expensive materials and it doesn't have to be the most you know, innovative way of taking something you've seen online and then recreating it where you struck and you, or you hit and you missed, you know, I'm not a big believer in hitting and missing. If I don't feel like I'm going to hit it, I'm not going to try it. So I say you go with like an inexpensive item. Let's just take something practical. Like you've seen on Pinterest a million times. You see that little close up picture of like these two clear bottles with a tapered candle in it, right? Mm -hmm. Candles give you a lot of bang for your buck, like a lot, but don't do two. If it's a bottle costs you four bucks and the candle costs you five bucks, so you're in nine bucks. And then you have to assume there's another dollar in there for, for miscellaneous stuff, the lighter that has to go into your $10 a bottle, then go ahead and buy 120 bottles and throw it on a table. Mm -hmm. Throw as many as you can on a table so that it gives you this and buy them in different sizes and different, in different orientations. Just put them all out there so that when you walk into the room, you just see an abundance of something. You don't have to be like, well, I love the baby's breath. And I love the bad glass and I love the hanging greens and I love the roses. Choose one and roll with it. And you'll always end up with some, with a, with what you want to say, a look for less, but it's really all going to give you the wow when you walk into a space. Okay. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you're listening now, or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full length ad-free episodes, plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you enjoy what we're doing here, please consider becoming a subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise.